0: welcome to the catholic sportsman show and before we uh, talk with our guest andy fowler we want to start with prayer so in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen dear lord we just ask you to send the holy spirit down upon us in our conversation with andy today And we're just grateful for this time to talk and exchange uh, with each other. And we ask for the intercession of Our Lady for our episode today. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
1: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. St. Sebastian,
0: patron saint of Christian athletes. Pray for us. Blessed Carlo Acutis, the technical plus uh, blessed patron of the Catholic Sportsman Show. Pray for us. And blessed Father McGivney. Pray for us. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, Andy, great to talk with you. And uh, we want to give you at least a proper intro before we uh, turn you loose here on all the fun times. So um, Andy uh, currently is the manager of internal affairs with the Yankee Institute. And uh, we'll also discuss uh, more in detail. He wrote and created the Knights of Columbus uh, online exhibit, Baseball, an American Story. So we'll definitely provide all the links to that work um, at the end of the show in the show link. So Andy, great to talk with you
2: live. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for uh, for reaching out. It's it's always fun to talk about sports and uh baseball and faith. So um yeah, it it's yeah. Absolutely.
1: We're glad you're here. We always start to show off by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself in the intersection of faith and sports in in your life.
2: Well, um, it all started when I was born. No, (laughs) do not be like that. But um, so I'm, uh, again, Andy Fowler. I've grown up in uh, pretty much grown up in Milford, Connecticut, lived there for all my life. Um, I'm one of five kids. Uh, I have an older brother, older sister, me, younger sister, and then younger brother. So we are very organized. (laughs) And uh, I, um, I did... Uh, several sports, you know, growing up. Uh, Probably the first sport I learned was baseball. Uh, um, You know, my dad claimed he was the home run run hitting champ in the Bronx back in the day. So I I don't know if that's true. But, you know, when I was slumping in eighth grade, he helped me out with uh, my batting stance and grip. And I went three for three the next game. So I'm like, maybe he was on to something. Maybe it's all uh, maybe it's all true. But, um, yeah, so I played baseball until... Um middle school, and then I did cross country basketball and track throughout high school and then uh yeah basically i've kept running and playing basketball spraining many ankle i should say mm-hmm. <laughs> my own ankles, not anyone else's um I'm, i don't have the handles for that but um but yet yeah, no, in, in terms of uh so sports have just been around my entire life i've grown up as a new york Yankee fan uh a New York Giants fan yukon huskies so i've seen a lot of um lived through a lot of championships a lot of high times. still so, and uh well maybe not so much with the giants but it's like every so often they'll come through <laughs> um but in terms of uh you know the intersection of faith you know I've, I've also a cradle catholic i was um an altar server for um since when you could until you probably should stop <laughs> like in, in high mm-hmm. school like it just like the 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 garments are getting a bit too short on, on me because they couldn't border the the bigger ones but um but it no it just uh faith has always just been a, a big part of my life and and through my work with the knights of columbus in this exhibit um i really did start melding those two things together it's kind of a, a, per, a perfect blend of of faith and um uh, and sports, I I can't call it faith an interest because it's the bedrock of my life and the bedrock of our lives. But it's um, just two vastly important things, um, just connecting, and there there are a lot of connections between the two. And I kind I go into that into in uh, KFC baseball and American story, um, especially in chapter four, where a lot of the knights talk about a lot of the knights who are baseball players. I should say talk a lot about how faith has impacted them, especially fatherhood. And um, and yeah, just how faith has been integrated in their own lives. Uh, So that I I would say maybe that's a good summary of of what I do. I'm also a cinephile. I like long walks on the beach. No, no, I'm kidding. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) But it's, um, yeah, I I just, um, those are just two, uh, yeah, can't, can't, say I love uh, the faith in sp- sports more. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm rambling a little bit. <laughs>
0: well, then you're the perfect guest. <laughs> we do have a four hour limit. I don't know. On the a voice no, for no, uh,
2: silent. Yeah. I got a voice for silent movies. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: good. Yeah. Well, we, well, we started off right. We uh, we asked for the intercession of uh, blessed Michael McGivney and it, a good place to start next. I mean, how has he worked for the Knights, and how's he affected your life, and, and why do we call him Blessed Father Michael McGivney?
2: So I, I would say I first found out about Father McGivney when I started working at the Knights of Columbus back in June 2018, actually. So prior to that, um, I was working at in a job in New York city. I was commuting from Milford to Manhattan, which is about like a more than an hour and a half train ride one way, but I was doing it. Uh, <laughs> I was arriving in New York at one in the morning. I was working for a, a TV show at, at the time. And, uh, and I'm forever grateful for that job. And, and the people there are all lovely and I still keep in contact with a lot of them, but it, it was wearing down on me a lot. And, uh, there's this expression called FOMO, the fear of missing out. And I was um, kind of disconnected from, I guess, actually from from sports, too. You know, uh, just I felt kind of disconnected from my family at the time. I felt, um, uh, you know, uh, I didn't really go out too much because I had to sleep, you know, or you just get no sleep. And uh, so I was looking for a job. And I felt, to be honest, I felt a little lost at that point. And I was like, "What do God? Where do I need to be?" And uh, you know, within like, I feel like a week of asking for that prayer, the the Knights of Columbus job came up. I'm like, "Oh, I I think it could do that." And um, one thing led to another, and uh, yeah, I I got the job, and I found out about Father McGivney and his and his work. And he's just, um, I I think he helped saved my life i think and saved my soul at least yeah from from that point on i i I can't stress it enough of like how kind of low of a state where you know when you're isolated from from people that you love and um but father mcgivney my mom now calls him my my friend (laughs) because i i pray for father mcgivney's intercession every day um and uh you, you know there are a lot of people that need prayers a lot of people that need miracles and uh it's my Hope that I can, you know, through baseball, uh, you know, help show his story, show his influence and uh, get his name out there for, uh, you know, hopefully one day that he's recognized as a saint here on Earth. He's already a saint in heaven, but, uh, uh, you know, he's already with God. We know that um, through the the one miracle, um, confirmed miracle, I should say, uh, from the Vatican. But, um, yeah, so it's. So i guess maybe for your listeners, who is father mcgivney? he was a uh, a uh uh a native connecticutian he so you know homegrown talent uh of, of connecticut he was born in waterbury um he was big irish catholic family um he he was um he was very dedicated to the faith obviously you know he eventually joined the 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 priesthood um and that's where we've uh, a first recording of him at, at, as seminar as a seminary as a seminarian i should say uh he was um we we have a, a box score of him playing baseball for the the charter oaks which is the connecticut uh team versus the there were this group of seminarians from new york called the mohawks and that the Charter Oaks won handily. So but you could see that it, I think it was, ended up being, if I remember, it was like 20 to like six, twenty-three to six, and it was, it was a route. But um so but Father McGivney was very involved in his community. Um he you know, right away when he became a priest at St. Mary's parish in New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, he got involved with uh, an abstinence uh, society, a top, um, the temperance society, I should say, and uh, and, um, you know, helping out with a young theater group. Uh, you know, maybe one thing that people don't know about him is that he was he loved um, theater as well. Um, but he, but he was really about con- community and preserving the Catholic. Uh, yeah, the Catholicism in that community. Because what he saw was men of uh, who were baptized Catholics leaving um, in pursuit of better economic wealth, you know, through Freemasonry and trying to, you know, trying to get a leg up because at the time there was a, a lot of anti-Catholicism um, prevalent in in America, and there still is, <laughs> but it's uh, so. It, and it was a way where also Irish Catholic men had uh, worked the sort of lowest of the low jobs uh, that were most deadly. So, and they were the principal breadwinner. Of what ha- happens when the breadwinner dies? You know, at the time, they, uh, the state would come in if, you know, breadwinner's gone, it's the widow and children. If the if the wife couldn't afford to keep the children, essentially, the state would come in and split them up. And there's a, a famous example of a parish priest and which is Father McGivney's uh biography, where he he's actually in court and uh uh and you know he he says to the judge, like, yeah, I I, I will take this kid in, you know, because it was a Catholic family and they would go off to Protestant families. And so you know, it, it, part of his mission was keeping that community together, keeping it Catholic and strengthening the family. So, it, and he is, um, and he did just that with his first miracle. I, I, I totally believe that is this, um, kid, Mikey shackle down syndrome kid who had feet who was in utero had fetal high drops, which is lethal, like 99.9%. <laughs> I, I think it's just basically a death sentence, but the the parents who I met they're both both lovely people. Um, they told me you know they we prayed for Father McGimney's intercession and you know by the grace of God Mikey is thriving and he's a good and he's uh, I got, I got to meet him uh, during oh, wow. during the beatification ceremony. It's one of the the top moments I would say of my life. Is, is Um a funny story about that I I was in I was going to their hotel room where they were staying in New Haven. At the time, and um, you know, door uh, knock on the door, and it's little Mikey Shackle who opened the door, and he took me by the hand, and he led me around the room to be, greet his family, saying, "This is my new friend." And I'm like, oh wow! If I could cry, I would right now. <laughs> um, So I just I feel very um, Father uh, Father McGivney has impacted so many lives through the Knights of Columbus and um, just people that know his name, uh, you know, all the, you know, all the coats for kids, all the uh even the pancake breakfasts, which you know go to fund local charities, you know, it's the ripple effect is beyond belief and beyond um you can't quantify it. And I uh, and I think if it if <laughs> if just little old me in Milford, Connecticut could can, can feel that w- witness of Father McGivney that um, that, that impact of his story more than a century after he passed away, I, I, you know, it's just, I I don't know. It's hard to explain. Um, it's, and I think that's the realm where God works. It's the world you can't really explain and, but it's a, a beautiful, um, feeling and, uh, yeah I, I, yeah it's just he father mcgivney is um a, i hope gonna be a he will be a great american saint and i um and i hope to see that in my lifetime here and if not um well i hope to get to meet him one day
1: <laughs> i'm sure you maybe will
2: page, <laughs> be, fingers maybe I, need a, <laughs> I need a lot of, of prayers <laughs> that patron saint of baseball that you know that and it's sort of where I'm, uh, you know, there's not an official patron Saint of baseball. I think um, Saint Rita is the unofficial one just because mm-hmm. of the movie, The Rookie. But um, I think Father McGivney has a good shot. I, I, I'd i like him to be, uh, <laughs> be, I don't know how, honestly, you know, I've worked in this circle for, or had worked in the circle for about uh, like four years or so. And uh, at the Knights and I'm still unfamiliar how patronage is working, <laughs> totally. Like, if, if there needs to be a stamp of approval, but I hope he gets that stamp of approval from whoever the uh, the authorities may be, um, and not just me.
1: That's great. You created an online exhibit um, called... <laughs> it's called KFC Baseball in American Story. Can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah. Um, how much time do you got? <laughs>
1: um, a four hour <laughs> max,
0: but yeah, you know, we're good. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, um, no. And, in, you in, in all uh, it, the truth is that. Um, so when I showed up to the Knights, um, maybe, actually, maybe backing up a little bit. Um, so my dad is, uh, you know, your parents are definitely like the most influential people on in your life as a wee youngster, right? And uh, definitely my dad's interests be- soon became my interests, and one of them being, um, you know, sports and baseball history, because he is I, – I, you know, I'd stack him against anyone in baseball trivia. I think he could probably name you the entire lineup of the St. Louis Browns of, like, <laughs> 1943 or oh, – wow. I don't know. Who, who played second base on May 2nd? You know, he's just – uh, he's an encyclopedia of knowledge uh, for baseball. And, um, and yeah, no, so I feel like, you know, I, I studied history in, in college at U at the university of Connecticut, uh, go Huskies, <laughs> um, mm. the national championship <laughs> champions, Yukon uh, Huskies. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's just that, that rubbed off on me. And uh, so when I showed up to uh, the Knights of Columbus, Start seeing like oh like oh Babe Ruth was a knight of Columbus oh that's that's wicked cool okay um, and then I see like Connie Mack and then John McGraw and then like, you know like now Johnny Evers and I'm like okay there's um, there's got to be something here you know there there were just there are almost too many coincidences of ties to the knights and um, and baseball. And then I saw that the Knights of Columbus during World War One would host, uh, or like, gave all this baseball equipment for um, for the troops to play. So at maybe backing up, the Knights during the First World War had the what they call the Recreation Huts, the KFC Huts, and uh, it was they had the logo, uh, the the slogan, I should say, the motto of Everybody Welcome. Uh, everything free and that literally meant everyone there's actually a, a a photo of um i think it was from the university of louisville that had in their library that has um an all-black kfc jersey baseball team so it's just it, it was an incredible humanitarian effort um uh, service to the troops uh, giving them creature comforts and reminders of home and baseball is definitely the top priority that uh, that that the troops wanted and um, so anyway it just like all this stuff came together I'm like I gotta dig deeper so during I guess downtime at work I literally go through um, Columbia magazine which is the Knights of Columbus's magazine and it's been in existence for well over a hundred years now and um, and there was the predecessor to that as well the Columbia ad so we had all those um, on PDFs I and I just basically try, went through every single issue and <laughs> try to find any reference to baseball. And what I came up with was um was basically what you see um uh KFC baseball in American story and also just going like, Hey, I wonder if that guy was a Knight of Columbus and <laughs> going into our and going into the Knights of Columbus's records and, and right. finding people. And, uh, and and then to to but to the ultimate um, piece was that was when I saw that Father McGimney not only played that game once in Niagara Falls, but he also organized baseball games um, at parish picnics, uh, not only in New Haven, but when he was also a pastor in Thomaston, Connecticut, um, may have even been a third base coach <laughs> for that for the Knights of Columbus team. And uh, yeah, it's just, there's just so much to it. And I thought, well, I'm a nerd and I kind of like this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so (laughs) Maybe, maybe someone else might appreciate it. And um, yeah, it's just, uh, and also uh, this is how my brain works. So, you know, just bear with me for a second. I like, I need to, when I see too many things like um, out in the ether that aren't put together, I'm like, uh, someone's got to put it together otherwise my mind is going to go whack (laughs) you know like it's just (laughs) out of whack i should say but um so that was sort of the 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 uh inspiration behind kfc baseball and american story and and yeah there's just so many neat um stories i found along the way of uh one of the the, like, like joe dimaggio like joe dimaggio being initiated into the knights of columbus um right before his first MVP season, um, Babe Ruth talking extensively about making a full confession at the end of his life and how kids need to be brought up with religious education. And, uh, it's it, like that piece in particular, I, I is very profound. It's, it's, I think, I think the Babe is, yeah. And he's obviously not a doctor of the church in, <laughs> or in any respect, <laughs> He, um, he, he writes very, um, I think very powerfully and very poetically about, um, spiritual life, um, and honestly about it. And, um, there's also, uh, other stories like uh, forgotten here. Oh, like, uh, Jack Graney, who is a member of the Cleveland Naps and Cleveland Indians at one point there's, he was, uh, um, I think he's in the Canadian baseball hall of fame and he was recently, um, uh, uh, recognized by the Baseball Hall of Fame for his radio broadcasting, but there's one little cute story where he uh, was basically partnered with a dog when he was injured, like, <laughs> and taught the, this dog tricks, and it was like one of the only—I think it's one of the last and only uh, uh, animal mascots in, in baseball history. <laughs> so it's just like, uh, uh, yeah, Gabby Hartnett. Was a knight, you know, Homer and the Glowman. So it, there's just so much uh, ties to the knights, individual knights of Columbus members, um, and the game of baseball. And it goes back right to the beginning of the National League, where James O'Rourke, um, who was a Bridgeport, Connecticut native, um, he uh, wasn't was a future knight of Columbus. He wasn't a knight at the time, but he hit the, he was the first man to hit safely in the national league. So it goes all the way back to the beginning in there. Um, and then today you have people like Trevor Williams who are speaking out, um, who spoke out against the, 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 the the sisters of perpetual indulgence Dodgers, uh, kowtowing, um, episode. Uh, Mm Um, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's a remarkable, more than a century long story. And, um, it's really quite in depth. And one more th- thing, I'm, I'm sorry. I got to, <laughs> before another question comes uh is, uh, is that the the Knights, I, I can't say that they're the only fraternal or- organization to, to, uh, to do this, but I think they can claim that they might be the only ones to ever own the land to any baseball stadium, major league baseball stadium, which the Knights did back in the mid 1950s up to, uh, the early nineteen seventies. So, again, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's uh, a wide, a wide history, a lot more, a lot more in depth and intricate than you might expect.
0: One, one thing that we were talking about your webcast explaining the exhibit, which was really interesting to me, was about the Civil War and that the Confederate and Union troops were playing baseball, and there was some sort of it reminded them of home, which is kind of like a spiritual you know family orientation which is probably why we're all attracted to the game i don't know it's just a very interesting point you brought up in your uh documentary
2: oh yeah well well thank you yeah and I, I can't claim that um i mean obviously there were a couple knights of columbus members who fought in the civil war including right. i think it was the first uh supreme knight james mullen but um like there's no record of any of them um playing. Um, but again, to that point though, yeah. uh, you know, the nights, uh, you know, during world war one, kind of, that's why I brought it up just to the, the echo of, of baseball being a comfort of home, a reminder of home. And that's what I really dive into, into the, what I call the, <laughs> we call not the, not chapters, but we call them bases. So first base, second base, third base and home. And in home, I talk a lot about how, um and we're all on that spiritual journey back to back to our real home <laughs> hopefully hopefully we'll be safe you know that <laughs> uh, we won't strike out and uh what other baseball puns can we come up with <laughs> ejected <laughs> um but yeah it's just uh, And so i focused a lot on the men of faith aspect in um uh in part 4 uh at home but I I I think there is something there. It's uh yeah that idea of, of safety, if you will.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for yeah connecting all those dots. So, um, which I was thinking about this before that compared to how Catholics were treated in the public square back in 1882 when Father McGivney was around and he created the Knights. Um, it, it seems like a lot of that is still happening today. I mean. It's Like a repeat of history,
2: yeah. You know, again, another famous Connecticut resident, although not born here, was uh Mark Twain, you know, who reputedly said, History doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. And I feel like in American history, you get, um, you know, I, uh, you know to back up a little bit, Bishop Barron, when this whole Dodger stuff, um, you know, uh, when was the game about a few weeks ago now? Um, I think it was June 10th, um, where he he said, you know, like the lat. I think he was quoting someone, but I can't remember who. That the last uh, prejudice in America will be anti-Catholicism, and uh, it, 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 he anti-Catholicism is sadly um, ingrained in, in a lot of uh, the American uh, experience um, with uh, you know the idea of uh, of not. <laughs> Uh, like the papal state coming in and trying to up, uproot uh, and subject the the Protestants that formed here, uh, that came here uh, to Roman rule, <laughs> if you will. I, 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 there's just been that suspicion, and you get that not only in the late um, 1880s when Father McGimney lived, um, but you get it in the early 1920s, the rise of the Klu- uh, Ku Klux Klan, again, the resurgence, I should say. And then you get even some of that with JFK, you know, they I mean, I know, well, prior to JFK, you know, and then, um, you know, it's weird how this is on such, it, the Dodgers are a major corporation, a major, um, major team, a major American franchise. Um, they export a lot, you know, it, the great, I, I, to me, the greatest export America has is entertainment, you know, and if this is what we're showing the rest of the world what we're about and what we value, I think it's a sad reality that um, that that pe- that people of faith were were mocked uh, uh, quite publicly on on by by a team that's been around since uh, uh, whoever what, what they first called the Brooklyn Robins or something in the late 1800s. It's just. Um, it's quite sad. And it's, um, you know, it's, this wouldn't have happened. I think if Vince Scully were still alive, who was a big, uh, you know, prominent Catholic who recorded, uh, the CDs of the, of the rosary of him saying the rosary with Catholic athletes for Christ. Um, it's just, uh, it's a sad sad state. And, um, but I mean, right now we're in a society where the, the, demographics have shifted of the nuns you know non-religious are rapidly increasing it just seems like we're all we're an untethered um society and the west maybe this is off topic a little bit but the the western civilization goes back to to the manger it goes back that that's the root, and uh, to fight against all that is um i don't it's just we seem to be going in a in a uh, we're, we're fighting for the na- the nation seems to be wrestling with its own soul, and this is just a, you know maybe a microcosm, maybe it'll just be a blip. I don't know, but a lot of people saw it. It was very public, and it was and it was wrong uh, to do. And if you like, uh, if you replaced, uh, you know, uh, if, if, a group if you were if the Dodgers were on a group that was mocking Torah, mocking mocking the Quran, mocking Muhammad, which they shouldn't do, you know, that would be wrong. Right. And why, why are Catholics, um, you know, just like, ah, you know, cast, cast aside. No, they'll turn the other cheek, which, you know, which we're called to do. um, But we're also called to defend the faith as well. And um, it's just, I don't know. Uh, the game I loved, it is just um, to, it was sad to watch. But I I hoped with this, uh, you know, I, I wrote a piece for the National Catholic Register. I hoped like, it, like, uh, about the Catholics' impact on the game. And even I wrote a piece about it for a national review. And I, I just tried to, you know, like, in, <laughs> I don't know. It not uh, I don't want to say levity. Per, per se, but just inject some sort of brighter picture of like, you know, this is what, you know, you're, you're mocking the lineage that came before, you know, as well, you know, all these people who built the game or Titans of the game, who spread the game, who, who uh, you kind of owe your very existence to um, we're Catholic. And it's just a, a shame that the Dodgers didn't recognize that. And it's still honored um, the sisters of perpetual indulgence.
0: Yeah, and with Vin Scully and Tommy Lasorda, and right, Tommy's, and the old family. Tommy's from where Randy lives, and um, so I guess yeah, we were wondering, like, what's the lesson learned from this, and how do we move forward? You know.
2: Yeah, I I wonder the same thing. You know, um, I know Catholic Boat it, did a lot of um, commercials, and even connected <laughs> to to Jackie Robinson. Like you were you were the organization that helped break the color barrier, that helped, um, you know, uh, uh, to rid, discriminate, or at least begin the ridding of discrimination out of the game. And here you are discriminating against, um, against a group for their beliefs. It's... Um, obviously, people have freedom of speech in the, in the country, but um, it, it's... It, it, and so the Dodgers are within their right uh, to, to do that. But they also should know. And maybe that doesn't work with our demographics (laughs) or, uh, you know, it just uh, doesn't make much business sense. And, um, but uh, it it will time. Time will tell if, uh, if we heal enough.
1: I hope we do. And I pray that God heals all of us. Will you explain what a rosary runner is and, and what it's like?
2: <laughs> so this is uh a uh, yeah your listeners are now getting a a glimpse into my uh my personal life a little bit but the rosary runner thing i i called myself that on twitter cuz i thought it was you know it, it sounded um uh i don't know it seemed to seemed to work the alliteration seemed to work but um so right before covid i wasn't really running um uh, it, like on and off running i mostly you know for recreation play basketball but well, my friends are in a league and whatnot. But when COVID happened, you know, world shut down, it's like, okay, what do I do? I'll go, I'll go run. And um, you know, I always had this sense that running was sort of a detaching period. Like I could just go out and and uh, you know, the 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 world is not gonna bother me unless if a car drives by and says, run Forrest, run, which <laughs> has happened more often than not. <laughs> but um uh, it, it, but in any case, it just, you know, I wanted to make my time useful. Um, and so I thought, oh, why not, you know, or Lady of Fatima, I, you know, I thought this is maybe sad or maybe, I don't know. It's just, I, I thought of this cartoon that my parents made my siblings and me, and me watch as kids of well, Our Lady of Fatima. I forget who produced the, um. The, uh, the, the cartoon. I, I think it's CCC. So I, 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 I think, but anyway, that's the recesses of my mind. <laughs> but anyway, mm-hmm. um, I thought of that um, Our Lady asked us to pray the rosary every, every day for peace. And in a time where it was so, uh, the, there was so much upheaval, and social upheaval, and just despair. I, I thought, you know, we don't pray in a vacuum. You know it's our our prayers are um, they 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 affect they affect not only you you know but they affect everyone and we, if we believe power that prayer is powerful then you know me out on a run can help maybe someone you know a continent away I don't know I it's um and my 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 prayer list is not long after three years, but um, it it started out with a few intentions. One being I had a friend who passed away early on in COVID. So I thought, you know, I got to, I got to, I got to pray for him. Um, So COVID in a way was, um, you know, you could, you could take, you could have taken COVID either way. You know, uh, I, I either go down in, despair, oh, woe is me, but I tried to, I'm not saying saying like, oh, I'm so great, but I'm like, I took the route of, of, uh, that I, I got to make this useful and take this as an opportunity to dive deeper into, you know, into what I believe. Uh, and, um, and if I believe in the resurrection, even an nth of it, I have that has to transform you. Right. So I thought, okay, go out on my runs. Basically, it's a long way of saying, <laughs> I pray the rosary on my runs (laughs) when I go out and I go running, um, you know, six, six days a week generally, and take Sundays off. I still pray the rosary on Sunday, but you know, you got to heal a little bit for, uh, you got to give your body some rest, but there is, there is an interconnection between, um, your body and your soul. And, you know, I think more often than not people have this misconception that, the body is just a shell for the soul when it's not, you know, where it's a, it's where it's integrated and you, you got to take care of both because it, it's a gift. Um, uh, and so uh, anyway, I just, I like, I like running and, and I, again, if I thought I'm not going to, if I'm going to think of anything, I might as well, I might as well pray.
0: So, um, yeah, helps you to be the light of Christ to the to the world, like we all need to be, and it's, it's all good.
2: Well, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I think we're all certainly trying our best.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, we we learned a lot about just reading up on you before the show. Um, but of course, we saw that Rosary Runner piece on your Twitter account. We saw a picture of your dog, which was cool. Oh, and then oh, my dog, um,
2: George, by the way, His yeah, name and
0: was then, George Washington. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> and we're like, okay, so I'm a musician myself. I'm like, hey, he sings and he writes songs and you're on Substack, and we're like, okay, we got to hear more about that. It's a diversion from sports, but uh, so we want to hear a little more of that. But um, so, what is your inspiration and, and motivation for your your writing and for your your music?
2: Well, um, music, it's a little hard to describe. Like, sometimes I'll just be washing the dishes and go like, do, 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 and think of like, oh, wait, okay. I'll, um, that sounds like a a dumb little song. Maybe, (laughs) maybe I'll record it. Uh, But, and um, and, so I've grown up um, in a very musical family, I, I will say. But I mean, I didn't learn an instrument until college. I, you know, started playing the ukulele and, little guitar and um so i'm i'm still very uh you know i just play rhythm you know just <laughs> i don't know just a, i don't know why i talk like like the beatles but the beatles are a big influence on me and so is like you know elvis and the eagles bruce springsteen you know i grew up with you know all that um uh, props to my mom for for that <laughs> um but uh but yeah, the inspiration to my music, it's, um, there are definitely a lot of songs that I've written that um, do connect back to um, faith. And, uh, you know, and uh, weirdly enough, they're the, the love songs. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, like, there's this one little tune. Um, I think it's probably the quickest song I ever wrote. Uh, it's called, uh, I Can't Live Another Day Without You. And, uh, it's, uh, you know, maybe like a two minute song or so, but I had just finished reading, um, the divine comedy, which is one of my COVID goals was to finish all the, the whole, uh, divine comedy. So, and you know, the, the, one of the last passages is, uh, you know, the, the love, uh, you know, God is the love that, um, like basically spins the universe and, you know, I'm, I'm butchering the, the translation <laughs> Cause it's been a while, but, um, that, yeah, God is the, the, the force that moves the stars and whatnot. And I, I, and I thought, you know, just try to write, um, a little love song kind of based on that. So I think, um, you know, this is, I do a lot of creative writing and a lot of it is, um, based on or inspired by faith. Cause, you know, I, I again going back to you know entertainment being our ultimate export. I I do see you know just content, and, and this goes back to why I made the KFC baseball in American story. It's just I I was I basically write content that I would like to see myself or like would like to listen to, you know. But um, and, and like so, one example was um kind of inspired by the running um was uh there's a i live right near a farm and this farm has uh you know walked by i don't know how many hundreds and hundreds of times but there's these three little frog statues and they all have musical instruments and one day i was just thinking like oh i, I and i had just read some J.R.R. tolkien story a short story that you know, for for kids and um and I thought, you know, why not? Let's um, let, let's try to use that. You know, there's the trio there. Maybe make it uh, you know, about the the Holy Trinity, or and, you know, and and eventually it it's just a simple little frog story, maybe on the surface, but um, I, I I hoped to have that sort of allegorical stuff underneath it. I don't, again, I don't know if it's any good, but yeah. <laughs> but it, it's at least. Um, it's a fun exercise to do. And, uh, um, I, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I like, like creating, I guess, I, again, going back, I don't know if it, I'm good at it, but the base level is that how can I use whatever talent I think I have to help someone, um, maybe start asking that question, like, you know, uh, you know, questions, about the faith and and whatever because what inspired me, I think, to find the Knights of Columbus in the first place was I read this short story by the uh, Dovsky short story, which I you know most of the time are very drab and dreary, but mm-hmm. this is also started out very drab, but ended in a you know a, a very hopeful place. And I I, I think that kind of spurs me on of uh, like if I can have that impact on someone's life. I think, uh, I, I think that would be good enough. Um, cause I think that's why we're, we're here. We're, we're, I think we're supposed to help out at least one other soul, um, find Christ. And, uh, I, that, I think art might be another avenue to get it because people might be more, um, people I, I would say in my own life I, I don't know if i remember sermons but i remember stories more and i think if you get people connected to a story it, um it, that you know it, it that that being a way an avenue to finding christ and learning more about the saints and the church and whatnot um uh I, you know i i hope that i could do a little bit of that so that's what i my sub stack is a little bit about and um um, obviously, movie reviews as well, because I I watch a lot, of, maybe too many movies, but um, but it, that and the the songwriting kind of go. Uh, at least some of the songs connect back to that um, that that inspiration.
0: My wife told me this weekend that Pope Benedict said uh, people are attracted to the faith through two things: one are saints, and the other is art, or the arts, yeah. I should say. Right. And if you, I mean, it's exactly what you just said, right? I mean, you have Blessed Michael McGivney, Father McGivney, and then artwork, the Pieta, or whatever, you know. So
2: yeah, I think yeah, so people just get people get moved by you know seeing you know, um, and good and good art shows not tells, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you hope to you know, I actually one of the stories I wrote was about uh, was inspired by Saint Gemma. Um, and actually, you know, uh, it, it won a, a little Connecticut, um, state award for, um, best short story, um, by the CT press club. So thanks to them for, for reading the uh, props to them and shout out. But, um, but yeah, it was, uh, again, it's just like, this was such an inspiring story. People, I, I thought people needed to know about it and, um, put, you know, a uh, little twist and turns and whatnot. And um, I don't know, it seemed to resonate with, uh, with at least people within my own life. So, and and I guess with uh, the judges of this panel, of this uh, award, but uh, again, uh, but you're right. It's there, There's a lot to art.
1: Uh, this is going to add... So how can our listeners follow you and your activities, including your writing and your
2: music? Well, um, if they, if your listeners want to keep listening to my nonsense and my, my battling, yeah. um, um, so I, I do have a Spotify. It's, um, it's Andy Fowler. It's just my name. Um, and, uh, uh, and my sub stack, uh, is, uh, it's just under my name as well. So, uh, but I, I, I think I might have sent the link to you guys. So, I don't know if you want to throw it in the show notes or, uh, yeah, we'll do that.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, um,
2: yeah, it, that's, uh, and, and my Twitter is, uh, the handle is at afalxc and the XC is cross country because I, <laughs> I made it when I was still in high school and, uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, cross country was very important in my life. Um, um, yeah. So I guess, uh, if they want to follow me, uh, that's how they can do so.
1: Any future activities or f- projects that, that you're thinking about working on?
2: So the projects I'm working on right now, um, they're just, uh, more fiction writing, uh, uh, at least personal, I should say, personal projects that I'm working on. One is uh, about uh, the I- an Irish soldier at the Battle of Fredericksburg, because I was born in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And we used to have this painting um, in my parents' living room called uh, Fa Bala, which means clear the way. And it's, uh, you know, the Irish Brigade um, basically made like a, a doomed assault up um, this hill, which is like, <laughs> military 101 don't charge up a hill he'll just get slaughtered and uh it's um kind of it's about that and just resilience and uh and I, I connected back to some of my own family lineage and then there's another book that i'm working on right now about um sort of based on the life of saint lawrence of uh brindisi and uh i i don't know when that will uh come about or completion, but it's, uh, it's, uh, I, I have, you know, you have the whole story in your head. It's just like, you guys sit down and actually do it. But, um, mm-hmm. but in my work with Yankee Institute, um, where, uh, you know, we're, we're a think tank in Connecticut, you know, just trying to help improve, empower the families and residents that live here so that they can thrive. And I, what I do with them is, you know, I not only help with their, Their podcast, uh, which is called Why CT Matters, but I I do a lot of writing for them, but it's mostly on uh, policy stuff. But um, I'm not sure when this podcast will drop, but um, this upcoming weekend, July 1st, is the 160th uh, anniversary of the Battle of Gettysburg. So maybe you're sensing a theme. I'm (laughs) maybe a a bit of a Civil War, but um, but, uh, I wrote... This, uh, it'll be coming out shortly of uh, the uh, how Connecticut, uh, where, uh, how Connecticut uh, regiments and where they fought and how they had an impact on the battle. It's just, um, again, it's kind of like the KFC baseball in American story where you just find all these things scattered across the internet or wherever. And and I'm like, okay, I just got to put it all together. Um, And I think, if I find it interesting, maybe someone else will, and maybe have um, some pride in, uh, in the state, because um, it is, it's a great state with a great history. But I think we have a lot of our own uphill battles uh, in the in the policies, uh sector. But um, so, it, yeah, those, those are the upcoming projects I have going on. Um, but I, I am very grateful for the both of you for having me uh, come on and and babble like an idiot <laughs> and talk about baseball and sports and, um, and who I am, but. but
0: we just, we, that's what we do. That's what we're here for. <laughs> we love to talk about these. Well, we always like to give our guests um, Andy at the end is to, you know, anything you'd like to say to inspire others out there uh, on their faith journey, things to you know, in their lives that they could maybe consider.
2: Well, um, I guess going back is when uh, (laughs) this might be hard, but it's just, uh, you know, there's a, I just heard it in the uh, Catechism in a Year um, podcast that, you know, and I think it's something that I haven't put into words before, but I've tried to live by. It's just today, you know, today you can start over you can renew your faith and you don't have to give in you know to to despair that um and it's easy to do that and it's um and it's hard to maybe pull yourself back up but um i you know i've been there in your shoes so if uh, if anyone is listening and needs to talk you know um you could contact me um you know dm me on twitter <laughs> Uh, or 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 by some other avenue and um you know just because um you know you're unique and you're loved and um and you can't forget that it's you're you're worth something and so um and it's never it's never too late you know uh, the the one i think probably my favorite Bible passage ever is, uh, you know, St. Dismas on the cross, you know, in Luke's gospel, um, you know, thief, condemned, uh, probably rightly so, and uh, he trusts in God and surrenders, and uh, and Jesus says, you know, today you'll be with me in paradise, so there's that hope, and uh, remember, yeah, hope is always with you, so... Anyway, it's, uh, yeah, maybe final words. Well,
0: I mean, St. Dismas basically stole home and he was safe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. To have a baseball analogy, right?
2: (laughs) Only I could have looped it back to that. That would have been.
0: (laughs) I couldn't resist. Oh. All right. Well, thanks again, Andy. It's it's a pleasure, you know, talking with you and and spending this time together. And
1: Randy, we'll we'll close it out in prayer. Sure. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Lord, we thank you for Andy, and we ask your blessing on his ministries, the many that he has, the many that you've given him. We pray for our listeners, and we pray that. Something that, that we've said today would lead them closer to you. We pray this we pray this through the intercession of, of Mary. Hail, Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
0: Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us, sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
1: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Andy Fowler, thanks again for all your time, and
0: we're looking forward to uh, catching up with you and all your activities. It's great to meet you. Thank you
1: very much. Great to meet you, too. Thank you so much. And God bless. God bless.